It's time once again for the Bitmart Brain Trust. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Ryan, and well, it has certainly been a week in the industry, and we are going to break down what might be one of the biggest pieces of news to completely change the fortunes of the market and change the fortunes of one of the biggest holders in the space of FTX. Breaking it all down for us is Kalichi eBay from Bitmart, and of course, the host of the Daily Crypto Watch and the Crypto Conversations, Nathan Simone. Gentlemen, when it comes to this, when did you first hear about it, Nathan? And when we were going through, before we went on the air, there's been a TikTok over the last 72 hours, not the app, but a breakdown, a minute-by-minute by minute breakdown of what's been going on across the market. This could be the Enron moment for the crypto and Web3 space. It's a lot, Matt. I don't even want to look at what's going on on TikTok uh, because, you know, you cannot explain this in 60 seconds. This is a very complex topic that I don't think really anybody saw coming. Of course, what I'm referring to is the exchange FTX and its associated leader, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried are pretty much no more. Uh, it's a, <laughs> this has all happened over the period of like seven days, I think maybe actually, sorry, eight days. Um, it is nuts to say the least. I think this is probably one of the most significant events in crypto history that goes up there with the Mount Gox sort of stuff, the collapse of Terra. Um, I mean, it's it's freaking huge. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm still, I know, I know a decent amount about it. I'm still learning about it. This is an evolving story with so many topics to it. And so it touches so many areas of the industry and otherwise that I wanted to definitely take this brain trust to talk about all those different ones. And Kalichi, I know that you've been learning about it as well. It's just, it's a lot to wrap your head around, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It is. It is. I mean, I mean, such a big, a big player in, in the space. Like you know, you know, just like disappearing of a night like that, kind of you know, freaks everybody out. Um, you know, obviously, you know, working in an exchange as well. You know, that, that's like you know, top, you know, kind of top news. And that's kind of how I first like heard about it. Uh, like it was just like shared like internally, like what's going on. And you know, obviously, the story just kept developing and developing. And all of a sudden, boom, you know, we heard that, you know, CZ was trying to acquire them and this, that, and the other, they backed out, you know, it, it's just a very, very, um, <laughs> I want to say interesting, but at, at the same time, I mean, you have to also think about people who are probably going to lose money here. So it's not something to kind of, you know, you know, you know, obviously be excited about or you know be uh, if anything you know this like brings the market you know everybody you know, brings everybody down in a lot of ways um obviously there's going to be more you know regulations and you know just getting like licenses you know for all kinds of things crypto related it's going to be become even more much more difficult um to do um you know we're already in the bear market and now you have this happening on top of that like oh my gosh it's 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 massive but hey that's why we're here the industry is so much so fun but so crazy as well yeah this is the definition real quick matt this, this this is the definition of when people say that crypto is a roller coaster ride 
Okay. We were, we were going up towards the hill slowly. You know, we'd already gone down. We'd already gone down a couple of months ago. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you're on a roller coaster, you can either think of going down that hill as really fun or really terrifying. Most people, I think, if you looked at the market here, have found this to be incredibly terrifying. <laughs> and the way that you sit, you kind of know that an event is significant in crypto is if the price of Bitcoin goes down. Right. And when it goes down as fast as it did, oh, as wow. significantly as it did, because Bitcoin is literally the foundation of the entire market, uh, you should be paying attention to this. Now, I wanted to put an outlier out here that we are not here to make fun of Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX, anything like that. We're just here to talk about a factual event that happened, is continuing to happen, and was so significant that it has caused essentially chaos and havoc in the markets. It touches almost everything. Uh, it's. I was trying to find good analogies before, for the show about what this is like. Matt, I'm still waiting for that sports analogy. It's not like the Yankees going out of business, it's, and it's not like Coca-Cola going out of business, but it's like something else going out of business. Well, it's basically a, a team got contracted. Um, in sports, we've seen not in the last decade, you know, 30 years or so, even going back 40 years, we haven't seen contraction in major four American sports in – in a half century, which means the team just no longer exists. It's gone. It's gone the way of the Dodo or the California Golden Seals, which was an NHL franchise that was contracted in the 1970s. Um, this brings to mind the you know Black Friday in the 1980s when the lack of regulation in the American you know in the American financial system completely caused the crash of a near crash of the stock market. And was a huge, huge, huge problem. Um, it's not 1929. It's not to that level. But it is a real punch to the gut for those who believe in decentralized finance, who believe in Web3, who believe in the purity of the platform. Because this is something that I think might have been bound to happen. And there's a lot going on here to where, as Kalichi said, people are going to lose money on this. Um, not just rich people like Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchton who had money in FTX, but, you know, regular investors, people like us who, un, you know, guys like Kalichi and Nathan who understand the market and understand where they're going and would use FTX as a service or may even have the FTX, like the FTX token. But this really causes people who are just entering the market and may have seen an FTX commercial in the Super Bowl. We were talking about the Larry David commercial before the start of the show. People who got in on the crypto wave in the last 12 months and have been a part of it and used FTX as a service. Tom Brady was in FTX commercials promoting the service for months. Like I think we even had a few of those. Com we had a ton of those commercials the last football season. I think even going back to 2020 when he went to Tampa initially. So FTX is, a, as a platform falling, is akin to Bear Stearns and what we saw in the banking and housing crisis in 2008. But there's no FDIC. They're not too big to fail. They're a service that has completely, you know, marketed themselves out of, they spent themselves out of business. It is a truly crazy situation because FTX is one of those exchanges that 
like we like we talked about. They had all these celebrity endorsements: Tom Brady, Steph Curry, Larry David is in their commercials. They had they were acquiring companies like no other. Sam Bankman Freed, you know, he's a year younger than me. He's approximately thirty years old. He's worth he was worth. Uh, you know, $16 billion or something like that. He had the money to spend, money to burn. Um, you know, people said that he was a genius, things like that. This, this is the reason why this is so significant and why it's so interesting is because you just couldn't have really predicted and put down the bets that this was going to happen um, at, for, for such a prominent exchange. But um, Kalichi, I'm wondering, you know, since you've read a little bit more about this than I have, but I can explain it if you want to, you know, I want us, I want us to give one or two minutes about the background about how this actually happened. I don't think that people know how FTX kind of became an insolvent, and it's just simply because they really had this imbalance in their portfolio, uh, which then was, I don't want to say exploited, it was noticed by other people who then used the market essentially against FTX. But Kalichi, do you do you have any more insight on that that you want to explain? I mean, you know, just on, on the on the surface level, like like looking at what was going on on Twitter, um, you know, just the fact that um, you know CZ, they were pretty much like, you know, liquidating um, a huge uh, a portion of their um, FTT holdings. I think it was like five hundred and eighty million. Um, that is that is a significant amount of you know. Um, you know, basically dumping of a, of a token, so to speak. And, you know, when you're not using OTC deals, you know, that can really, really like, you know, make the price, you know, affect the price of FTT, which, you know, causes this like, you know, I guess domino effect of things just, you know, going wrong from there. You know, you have, first of all, you have people like, okay, you know, this is happening. Why is he selling all, all his FTT, uh, you know, holdings? that would that would lead to auto like basically and panic you know like when you started to hear rumors about something you know everybody starts to like panic and they get money out and once people start withdrawing funds you know in an exchange um that that's that's like <laughs> cause all kind of problems you know for example there could be a, a lot of you know um i guess platforms or companies out there that uses um, FTT as a, you know, kind of a collateral, right, for loans and things like that, once the price starts dropping significantly, you know, it's going to lead to like margin calls. And, you know, when there's margin calls, you need to meet those margin calls. So you need to go sell your assets, which leads to everything just going down. You know, maybe you have Solana or Sol token and then to go sell that in order to like meet your obligations, the price of Solana goes down. And everything just keeps going down. It's like this domino effect, um, you know. And obviously, when that happens, you know, like FT, um, um, FTX.com, they have like pause withdrawals. So, you know, that's, you know, it's it just causes a lot of problems, um, you know. And it, even when you look at other ecosystem tokens or, you know, platforms within the Solana ecosystem, like maybe decentralized exchanges, you know, DEXs, you know, they rely on FTT, they rely on, you know, on that token. So when it starts dropping significantly, it affects the liquidity, uh, liquidity pools, you know, you know, because money, people are like, you know, kind of exiting out the, the liquidity. So if you, if that happens, then if you owe, if you, if you're holding a token in that, in that DEX, 
now you cannot sell because everybody's taking out the liquidity, you know? So, you know, liquidity providers are taking out their liquidity. So it just, you know, it's just gonna cause a lot of problems. Um, so that's why this is a pretty, pretty, you know, crazy, crazy problem. Yes, it is. Uh, it's not the gr- it's not the greatest time to learn about liquidity, especially if you had an FTX account or something like that. And you know, usually liquidity is one of those f- uh, fancy financial words that nobody really ever worries about because in most developed markets, there's sufficient liquidity to move a billion, sometimes even trillions of dollars. Right. Um, but you know, to your point here, Kalichi, th- this whole thing is kind of backstopped by. Just a little ba- a background here. FTX had a token. They had their own exchange token called FTT token. Uh, most exchanges have their own sort of token. It gives trading discounts. It's an easy way for the exchange to make orders, to fill orders without having to use outside blockchains, which require gas fees and would require um, all that sort of stuff. And it kind of it turned out that Coindesk had done this audit of FTX and their holding company, which was called Alameda Research, or is called Alameda Research, that they had a significant amount of FTT token as their collateral, uh, which is not a good thing. Because when, you, when you're talking about collateral, you want things that are not just valuable to you, right? Uh, so you want things that are valuable to society or the world as a whole. So if, if you're an individual and you're holding, let's just say baseball cards, right? They may be very valuable to you, but the broader market may not see that they're as valuable, or you may have a limited market, which you can sell them. That's much different than owning gold, real estate, stocks, things like that as collateral that have a more broad universal appeal. So unfortunately, FTX got into this situation where a lot of their portfolio, too much, the percentages differ depending on who you talk to, was comprised of FTT token. And uh, CZ of Binance uh, saw that and decided that he didn't like the risk associated with it, and he liquidated this FTT token. And as you have so aptly explained, Kalichi, uh, once one domino goes, uh, because things were set up incorrectly, it was just a matter of time before eight days later, FTX seemingly is no more. And the reason why this is a huge issue is what I want to kind of talk about here with Matt and you, Kalichi. Uh, people don't know how many tentacles FTX had. We kind of just assume that maybe FTX was this foundational building block in the crypto market and that uh, you know it was always just going to be there. Well, that's great when it is there. But now that it's not there, we see what has happened. Uh, you know, not to throw some shade on Solana here. People know that I'm not a huge fan of Solana, but FTX was one of the one of the biggest, um, if not the biggest, VC funders of Solana. And so Solana, which you know I've talked about, I already think already has problems. Now they've got less VC funding there uh, to to go around. And you were talking about Kalichi how. There's been a mass migration from Solana to Cardano NFTs, little hooray there. We've talked about that before, but that a lot of the collections have gone down and who knows, the network may have problems because when a blockchain relies on VC funding and that VC funding is no longer there, it's just like anything else. There's less resources to go around. Maybe things don't get fixed. Maybe there's an exploit. I certainly don't wish them any harm, but Solana is in a tough spot right now. Uh, tell me about that before we can gonna go on to the sports and the celebrities that were affected. That's a cautionary tale. 
I mean, yeah, just a, a good a good thing to clarify. I mean, according to reports, you know, FTX.com is the one that got affected with, with all this. Like FTX.us is still you know, fully operational and everything, you know, for now. I mean, from, from reports, everything is seemingly going well. Um, but yeah, FTX.com is kind of the main, you know, main, I guess, entity that got affected the most here. But I mean, what... <laughs> What what else can I say? It's it's a it's a very very you know, crazy crazy situation. You know. Well, I mean, market, did, did you did you know that that FTX was a major funder of Solana? Because I actually did not know that. Oh yeah. Oh I, yeah. I didn't know that. I bet you a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, they they have yeah they have a lot of you know you know Sam Beckman Fried you know has a lot of I guess influence over the. Solana, you know, protocol um, blockchain as a whole. So anything happening to him or the companies that he's involved with definitely will affect, um, you know, Solana as a um, like a, as a blockchain, and of course the ecosystems of things that are built in, in Solana as well, because everything is also tied to the FTT token and the SOL token. So, um, yeah, you know, this is going to affect. A lot of things like most developers now will be like, you know, do I really want to be here? Like with all this stuff happening, you know, prior to all this, it was, you know, the network going down. And again, this is not to this is not to throw shade on on, on Solana or, or, you know, FTX or anything. We're just stating facts. You know, we're not saying anything that is like, you know, we're making things up. It's just that, you know, prior to this, it was the network issues. And now you have this happening again. You know, at, at some points, you might want to start like, you know, what's going on here? Uh, so not not a not a good not a good time, you know, for you know Solana and you know people who um, are very like, exposed to the um, the FTX or Solana ecosystem. Absolutely, Kalichi. And I know that you were talking about that FTX, you know, dot com, which is the international conglomerate of FTX, was mostly the one affected. But you right. know, I'm reading I'm reading updates here right now that FTX.us is saying. Hey guys, we might pause withdrawals. You probably want to close out your positions and do that. So it's just unfortunate. It doesn't look like it's going well for FTX. I, I really want this episode to be a cautionary tale of even the established players can fall. People make mistakes. Please do your due diligence. It's always about education, not taking on too much risk and being comfortable with the projects that you're associating with. Uh, Matt, I definitely want to talk about um, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, through no fault of his own, has gotten wrecked in this deal, along with Steph Curry. And they, not just because they endorse it, right? So it's one thing that their reputations might kind of go down. That could happen for any number of reasons. It doesn't have to depend on crypto or any other industry. My understanding, tell me if I'm wrong on this, Matt, because you know a little bit more about it. Steph Curry and Tom Brady invested significant sums of their wealth in FTX through stock ownership and mm -hmm. other sorts of deals. And now that's gone essentially to zero. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, Tom Brady, Giselle Bunchton, uh, Steph Curry and others have been got equity stakes or shares in FTX investing tens of millions of dollars. I believe there was a hundred million dollars potentially invested by Brady and Bunchton. Uh, we'll have more info on that in the show notes below, but wow. Nathan, that look, that number sounded like it hurted you. It hurt you. 
<laughs> That's crazy, man. Crazy. What, what I'll keep coming back to, and once again, you know, another disclaimer, not trying to make fun of Sam Bankman-Fried, not trying to make this a light situation. You, it was, you know, Matt, you said that you thought that some event like this would happen in the crypto markets. Yeah. I agree with you. It's kind of the nature of these semi-regulated to basically unregulated markets. It's par for the course. I just did not think that it was going to be FTX. I could have pointed out a couple of other players, which I won't do, but I could have pointed out a couple of other things. I said, oh, yeah, they, they might collapse. They might do whatever. It, this is just so out of left field for me that I think I caught everybody by surprise. I, but I, at some point, this was going to happen with a major player. We, we look at how the the entire market has down, the year over year downturn is startling. If this was any other financial market, people would say, stay away from this space. But this is a, and much like a bunch of other markets, it's a very stubborn space. There's a lot of persistence. There's a lot of battling back. And, and the resiliency of the market during good times is commendable. And there's so many great things, but at some point, I think the conversation of how do we ensure this never happens again has to come up because for some people, it was small investments. No matter how much money Brady and Bunch, they, they're good. They're financially set for life. Tom Brady's Fox TV deal will make more money than me dead and alive 15 times. So you have to worry about the people who have, who took big risks and couldn't afford to. The person who's just out of college, the person that's, you know, trying to work in the markets or try or become day traders. There's no FDIC, there's no SEC regulation, there's no protections, there's no consumer protections. And that to me is the most worrying part of all of this is that Thousands of lives, jobs, you know, the, the, the ripple effect of how, how, what happens when the bottom falls out on these exchanges is startling to me. And I think that's one of the biggest issues that this entire industry has yet to answer for the crypto skeptics. This is the biggest I told you so moment for every person in your life who calls crypto stupid, who calls crypto dumb, there's a Twitter account, Crypto Bros Taking L's, and there's some funny stuff on there. But this is this is a huge L for the industry, but I the, the actual investors are the ones that I'm worried about. Sam Bankman-Fried will end up at some point making millions of dollars off of this or being able to tell his story. There'll be a fire fest or some sort of weird Bernie Madoff-esque documentary about this five, 10 years, even sooner down the line. So uh, my worry is about the people whose livelihoods have been nearly knocked out because of whatever happened to completely gut the market, whether it was investors wigging out because that FTT token was huge base of collateral or Solana falling apart or just the market in general or any number of things like in... And not to use a wrestling analogy, but I feel like the story is apt. In the 1980s, Jim Crockett Promotions, based out of North Carolina, began to compete with Vince McMahon's WWF. They compete. They started in the in the mid 1980s 
both sides started to escalate for a war. It got really hot and heavy in 1986 and 87. In 1988, Jim Crockett's accountant couldn't keep up. It was a small family-run operation out of an old gas station in Charlotte, North Carolina. At some point, the accountant, who was just your normal, regular family accountant, ran through the numbers because they were going to try to buy another plane and they were like, oh God, we ran out of money because they finally caught up to the bank books. They finally were able to balance the checkbook and they realized we're fucked. And that's how they ended up being sold to TBS and creating all that other stuff. Don't need to go down that road. But this feels like that to me. This feels exactly like that kind of situation where... They thought they had the money. They thought they were going to get the revenue and the income in to satiate whatever it is they wanted to do. All of the spots, the the FTX arena deal in Miami, uh, which used to be in the American Airlines arena. Uh, I'm a frequent listener of the Dan Lebitard show with Stugat, so I know about Miami. And there's Miami's trying to become a crypto hub with uh, Miami coin. That has failed magnificently. Um I just, if you're a crypto true believer and you feel that the market with, could withstand everything, this may have to be a come to Jesus moment. This week in the United States, we have come to realize and recognize a lot with our electorate. And we won't get into the politics of it all. But we were expecting one thing, and we're getting something different. This is what I think that is for the market right now. FTX getting wiped out in less than 10 days is going to be a huge fracture point for the community And I think that serious conversations among the major players in the space are going to have to be had and people are going to have to realize we got to, we got to stop this now for every possible reason. But the most important one is so the people who invest and believe in these ideas don't get sent out into the cold and get in, we get becoming, you know, metaverses become Hoovervilles ostensibly. Meta versus being Hoovervilles uh, is an incredibly fascinating tangent that we will not go down. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's almost sad that you brought that up as the last thing. The wrestling analogy is very interesting, Matt, because I think that that is probably an apt analogy to where, you know, there's we can't speculate on what Sam Bankman Fried's intentions were. We don't know them. Uh, I don't want to make any allegations or things like that. It seems to me, my personal opinion, like he took just too much risk. He thought that he could deal with it. Uh, the economic climate just around the world has been crazy. It's been up and down, just like the crypto markets. The winds did not favor him, and now we have ended up with this. And the contagion risk doesn't just go to the celebrities and the uh, you know at the sports arenas and things like that. We haven't even touched on all the stuff that FTX interacted with, which was esports, gaming. NFTs, the stuff that it owned, it, it, it sponsored esports teams, stuff like that. That stuff has disappeared. Um, it's, it's just bananas to me. And I completely agree with you 
Matt, that this is this is a this will be a moment in crypto history that people will remember. If you're, I want to congratulate you, Matt. Um, Kalichi, you don't need this because you're already a crypto OG. You've, you've been grandfathered in through all the NFT stuff and having your own project and things like that. But it, when you live through a, a hugely negative event like this in the crypto markets and you come out the other side and you have a true perspective of what can really change in this, in this market, it's not a little 8% dip like you see in the stock market or things like that. It, it's an 80%. It's an 80% drawdown or one of the major players goes out of business. Matt, I'd like to congratulate you on living through this. I'm now awarding you the honorary member of Crypto OG. We're going to give you a little clap right here. Of course, I've been a Crypto OG since 2017. I remember when Bitcoin was $300 and I didn't buy it. Why? Um, but this is this is going to be one of those things where, you know, I have family members and friends who they just think crypto is totally a scam. Um, you know, I, I don't fault them for it. It's easy to think like that. And I don't try and convince any anybody of my opinions or things like that. But I could see now how, you know, Bitcoin didn't change. Cardano didn't change. Monero didn't change. These blockchains are all the same. But if you invested in those blockchains and they were on FTX, your life has changed. You're now... It's zero. Yeah. You got nothing. So that's the major thing is that it's it's the the custodians and the advocates of these blockchains that one of the major ones, one of the ones that we thought that we could trust, you couldn't. And so it it in a way, it's kind of good because it makes you want to go back to the foundational projects and self-custody and do things a little bit differently. But of course it's bad because it's gonna drive people away from crypto, it's gonna make people scared. There's going to be a lot of FUD thrown around, which is not true about Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these other projects. And, you know, there's there's some stuff uh, coming out now about Sam Bankman-Fried maybe, uh, you know, colluding with politicians to make sure that he had a monopoly or things like that. We don't know. There's so much stuff developing here. And I can't, We I only want to point towards stuff that we absolutely know is true, that it is just ginormous. But you know, Matt and Kalichi specifically with the NFT space that FTX was cultivating and the esports space, they were they were really one of the major players on it because a lot of the exchanges don't like to touch that stuff. They still think it's too it's too fringe, especially esports. Now that's gone. How do you think that that is going to set back sort of the stuff that we've been looking at or talking about? Kalichi, I want to know this from you first. I mean, it's going to be one of those things where people are like, oh, yeah, I told you so, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, I mean, that's just going to be the instant in the reaction, right? But at the end of the day, like, it, it doesn't change the, the underlying, like, promise, the underlying technology, you know? You know, again, this is, this is something that happens to one exchange where that, you know, looking at everything that happened, it's just based on, like, like some like decisions that were made that wasn't supposed to be made, you know, um, like risks were taken that was that were not supposed to be taken, but th that doesn't like negate the fact that the blockchain and you know in this case like maybe NFTs and esports it's all of a sudden, oh it's all it's all a scam like that's too, I feel like that's too, um, you know, it, it, that's not the right that's not the right way to think about it, you know, is to say okay. Definitely, the industry is going to take a huge L out of this. It's going to bring a lot of, you know, questions about regulation and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe rightfully so. Um, 
but yeah, you know, again, this is definitely going to be one of those things where uh, it's going to, you know, set us back, you know, people who are currently in like building in this space, but also it's also could also bring attention, you know, overall, you know, attention to the space as well. You know, that's the funny thing about this whole thing, you know, more people are now going to understand, like find out about what FTX is, like it's a crypto exchange, you know, there's this saying that, you know, you know, um i forget how i forget how you put it like all publicity is good publicity something like that you know it's gonna lead to more people like you know paying attention maybe in a negative way but at least like you know knowing what happened um but when it comes to again when it comes to things like you know gaming and esports i, I don't think you know obviously ftx they were big in it but they were not the only players if anything this opens up the door for other people to come in you know, to, you know, fill that void, um, you know, and I think that's kind of the approach that people are going to take, you know, especially people who are really invested in the technology for the right reasons. Like you were not invested in technology because of FTX, <laughs> right? You were invested in it because of the underlying benefits that it, you know, provides. So all the players, you know, whether that be exchanges, whether that be like, you know, like VC firms or whatever, you know, that are looking to, you know, esports and gaming um that's still gonna happen you know and again overall i feel like this whole thing from the bear market to all this stuff happening right now how i see it is it's actually for the people actually building and taking their time to do stuff not taking shortcuts not cutting corners this is this is i think this is a big win for them because you show the fact that if you take your time you do things you're not taking too much risk you just, you know, just focusing on building something good and you're not rushing to quote unquote break things. You, you know, it's almost like the the hair and um like what's what's the what's that story? Tortoise and the hair. Yeah, tortoise and hair. So, yeah, analogy. Oh. Like, <laughs> that's that that's that's kind of how it is. Like if you're moving too fast, you're gonna burn out and all of a sudden, you know, you you're not gonna be the, the winner at the end. So just, just some lessons to take out of this. Which is exactly what I've been trying to tell people about Matt Graham Cracker coin <laughs> and all of the Okay. I bring this up every couple of episodes. We're building people. The liquidity pool is $250. If it was a rug pull, <laughs> do you think I'd still be talking about it? We're here. We're building. And I wanted to make a special announcement here that we are in talks with Nabisco. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Graham Cracker Coin is in talks with Nabisco. And by in talks with Nabisco, I don't mean that I've just been calling Nabisco customer service and asking for the CEO and getting hung up on, okay? <laughs> I mean much more than that. Just because you can't exit the liquidity pool, which once again, $250, pretty <laughs> solid, buys a lot of mac and cheese. We are building, okay? And that's what bear markets are for. There for building. <laughs> Stop blowing up the telegram saying Matt Graham Cracker Coin is a scam. It's not. All right, everybody. I don't like that that my name is on the coin that well, everyone that thinks is a rug pull. I'm so I'm glad a wrestling promoter, and already people think I'm carnival people. So <laughs> so glad that you brought this up, Matt, because people have asked me that. They say, why don't you just call it Graham Cracker Coin? Well, what's this Matt guy got to do with it? Well, maybe you should go and look on CoinMarketCap because Graham Cracker Coin, that's a scam. That's a <laughs> It wasn't real, all right? 
<laughs> the real one is Matt Grabcast. So, so we're Oreo and and they're Hydrox. That's that's basically what this is. This to use another cookie analogy. Let's use a video game analogy too. You know how you could tell the Nintendo genuine products by had that little holographic stamp seal on the Nintendo products? Yes. Matt's smiling cartoon face. Holding up a graham cracker with the bite <laughs> at it is the way you know that our projects are genuine and on the blockchain. And if it's not, it's a freaking scam, people, okay? That's what this whole episode is about, right? We're just trying to have a little bit of fun. The world is chaotic. You can go outside. The sun is still shining here in Colorado. It's a beautiful day. FTX may have collapsed, but you don't have to. It, it, whether you lost money in FTX, whether you never used FTX, this is a cautionary tale of just because somebody says that a person is amazing or it's endorsed by celebrities or, oh, look, they have all this stuff, doesn't mean that things can't go wrong and that things can't flip on a dime. This is one of the most insane, fastest downfalls I think I've seen in, in, in my lifetime, and especially in crypto. Um, and we it, it, it remains to be seen what... Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX will be made out of all this. We don't know whether it was just taking too much risk. We don't know whether crimes were committed. We don't know anything about that. As it develops, we'll keep talking about it. Actually, next week, we're going to have Nighthawk on the show from the Cardano ecosystem. And while I don't really want to talk about Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX with her, because I'm much more interested in Cardano and what she's doing, because uh, she's a wild gal doing all sorts of stuff, We'll ha we'll have developments by then, and um, this is just one of those things where I'd love to know how, if if at all, it affected Cardano, Kalichi. Um, but um, <laughs> I just you know I just wanted to assure people really quickly that Matt Graham Cracker Coin did not have any exposure to FTX. <laughs> we are self custodying that. Actually <laughs> sure. Well, you you laugh, Kalichi. I'll let you comment here in a second, but. Um, you, people reached out to El Salvador, the president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, because they have significant Bitcoin holdings. They've made, made Bitcoin legal tender there. It's a treasury reserve asset. And they were concerned that they said, oh, did, are you guys keeping it in FTX? And they said, no, we're self-custodying it. We're all good. It's a legitimate concern because if you're a country and you have some oh, sort of wow. collateralized asset, it doesn't matter whether it's gold, real estate, whatever, and you don't control it. If you don't control an asset, you don't have the asset, I'm sorry to say. So- right. They, uh, they're, they're fortunate in that one of the first countries on earth to use Bitcoin as a treasury asset and kind of base their currency and other stuff on it, they didn't have any exposure to it. So they're still all good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know whether Michael Saylor had any in FTX. That will be a very, that'll be an interesting thing to come yeah. out. I think he's a guy, but um, I hope not. I hope not. I'm hoping for as little downfall as possible, but um, Kalishi. Right yeah, I was, I was just going to say, like, most of these um, huge players in the space, whether that be a whole country or, you know, a president or a, a huge, uh, I guess, like Michael Siller, they don't, they don't just leave their, their crypto, you know, in an exchange. Um, I, they they, they, they self-custody their assets, I think, um, because <laughs> there's a lot of risk, you know, because, you know, like I don't, I don't know if I can speak for all exchanges or you know go down you know deep into the detail. But if you have your your crypto in an exchange, you don't technically you don't you don't have that crypto because you know they could use it for all kinds of stuff um, on the back end, lending and all that stuff. So you know, I guess another thing you know to 
to point out here is, you know, always, you know, you know, tr learn how to protect yourself, right? Self custody as, as, as much as you can. Because um, yeah, at the end of the day, you want to protect your, your, your assets, you know, like your money, you know. Um, so I guess that's a lesson there um, to learn from all this. Um, and just going back to, you know, you know, talking about um, people who endorse it, I know that there's, there was a lot of, um, I guess, influencers that endorsed FTX. Um, obviously, they, nobody saw this coming, right? Um, but it's just, again, it's another, like you said, like a lot of people will be affected by this. Like those people who, in, who endorsed um, FTX, they had you know, affiliate links promoting it, doing all that stuff. They exposed their audience to FTX, you know? Um, so that's another, you know, <laughs> that's another situation there. Um, again, it's just a like huge, like uh, I guess, like loss for the industry as a whole, you know. But you know, we, I mean, we're gonna bounce back, um, bounce back from this. It's not the end of you know crypto or blockchain. You know, it might bring some regulations and stuff, but um, yeah, it's crazy. No, not the end at all. And you know, something interesting that I was thinking about too is that. Uh, you know, we mentioned all the celebrities, Steph Curry, Tom Brady. Larry David is an interesting one because uh, Larry David, I do not get the sense, is super into technology or technologically literate. However, this whole thing and him being a part of it actually seems like a great plot for a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. <laughs> so, uh, I'm hoping that there's a positive win that comes out of that. Um, like Matt mentioned, Tom Brady and Steph Curry, you know, I'm sorry that they lost money, but they'll be fine. I'm wondering um, if this will really propel them. I'm thinking of like Steph Curry and Tom Brady, how they run like uh, like youth football and sports camps and stuff like that, and how they're they're always trying to like educate young people. I wonder if this will be a big wake up call to them that like, hey, uh, we need to. Um, I'm thinking about like when Jay Z and uh, Jack Dorsey were starting the the Bitcoin Academy um, in the uh, in New York City about if this is going to be a big wake up to them that like, hey, even Tom Brady and Steph Curry can, you know, be victims of, of essentially, uh, you know, malfeasance or, or, or the market conditions going bad. So we really want to get young people to not do this and do their due diligence. So there's a silver lining to every, to most negatives, if you can look at it. And um, there can still be some positive stuff that, that comes out of this, but it's just, it has been a, a wild ride and a wild roller coaster. I, I'm I'm trying to think about if I've left anything out, gentlemen. Um, and even if we did, I think by this time next week, and if we have to do an emergency podcast about this, I think the more it go, the more the story grows. We're in the real early stages of this, so I don't think over the next few days what we have now is going to be the full story. There's going to be a lot of stuff that comes out, especially after the holiday weekend. But I think this has been a real interesting look at three unique opinions about what is the biggest story in our industry right now. Yeah, definitely big. Um, and it, when it even comes to the NFT side of things, I also I think um, a lot of like blue chip like NFTs in the, in the Solana ecosystem got affected as well. So it's, 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 it's something like you said, you know, there's going to be more developments as time goes on, but uh, definitely uh, interesting time. 
in the space. Yeah, you, you know, I think the, the last thing I wanted to add was another fact that I had looked at, um, which was that when FTX was was thinking that it was going to go under, but it could might still be saved, they asked CZ, who's the CEO of Binance, to come and essentially buy them out, right? Help with their liquidity crisis, things like that. And according to reports that I've read and what CZ has said publicly, um, he did not want to buy them because their books looked so bad. So if you were kind of thinking that when we explain the FTT token, you think, ah, it's not so bad. They had other collateral. They could do this. I can only tell you what I've read in the news and other reports. Try not to make accusations or say stuff that, that isn't true. But when, when you're a big crypto company and another crypto company offers to buy you and then they back out of buying you, I just say that maybe that's a that's a bad sign of stuff that's going on here. But I agree with you here, Matt. We don't we by you know by the time this comes out, even probably it might be outdated. But we had to do it. You know, we're trying to stay on top of the news and talk about stuff that's relevant, right? I try to only make podcasts that I myself would listen to that I find informative, funny, interesting, and that relate to crypto. So hope that helps and. Unless we have anything left to discuss, gentlemen, I think we can round it up there. Yeah, it's definitely a good episode. Yeah, this has been an awesome edition of the BitMart Brain Trust. Thank you, Kalichi Ibe and Nathan Simone. Be sure to follow them on Twitter. You can find that information in the show notes below. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the NFT 101 podcast page and also on our YouTube channel if you're watching the video version of this. Be sure to ring the notification bell, click the subscribe button, and also give us a thumbs up and uh, drop a comment. Let us know what you think. And, folks, we will be back next week. We've got a guest next week. For more information on everything BitMart, head on over to BitMart.com. And now the part that we all love, Nathan, giving you all the legal mumbo-jumbo. Hello to everybody out there in crypto. Did you enjoy that conversation? I know that I did. It's always interesting to learn more about crypto projects, NFTs, and what is going on in this very unique industry. But now we've got to get some legal stuff out of the way, all right? It's just the way that it is. So I wanted to let you know that all opinions and actions expressed and undertaken by the hosts and guests are individual opinions and actions and do not reflect the views and actions of BitMart. BitMart does not guarantee the accuracy, applicability, reliability, integrity, performance, completeness, or appropriateness of this content. The value of digital currencies can go up or down, and there can be a substantial risk in buying, selling, holding, or investing in digital currencies. You should carefully consider whether trading or holding digital currencies is suitable for you based on your personal investment objectives, financial circumstances, and risk tolerance. BitMart does not provide investment, tax, or legal advice. Use of BitMart services is entirely at your own risk.